0: the Macarius Avenue. You ought to flourish. And that's what we are talking about this morning. Clap your hands and shout glory. In Psalm 92, very simple scripture. Psalm 92 verse 12. He said, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Palm tree. Look at the analogy he gives. The palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing, to show that the Lord is upright; He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. Go back to verse twelve. He says, "The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree." He's using a metaphor here to understand how you're going to flourish. If you know the characteristics of a palm tree, some palm trees can even last up to a century. They are tough. They are tough plants. They can grow in harsh weather conditions. Okay. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he said, The righteous, you and I are the righteousness of God. Yeah. And he said, You, the righteous, you will flourish like the palm tree. Amen. It means that no matter the environment, no matter what is happening in the economy, no matter what is going around you, you ought to flourish. Because that is what God has made you. The palm tree will flourish anywhere where you plant it. So he said, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. I don't like the amplifier. It's a date palm. Amplifier is using a specific palm praise God because there are different kinds of palm. The date palm, the cane palm, there are different kinds of palm. We have the oil palm. That's the palm tree we mostly know about. But all the palms are hard plants. Glory to God. Some are used for aesthetic purposes. But what we are talking about is not for aesthetics. It's that palm tree that grows strong no matter the condition. That shows that the righteous should not be defeated by circumstances Hallelujah. oh I can't hear you Check somebody and say are you, are you the righteous tell him that you should never be defeated by circumstances so when you have that consciousness that you are like you are supposed to flourish like the palm tree you got to look at the characteristics of the palm tree and say oh father no matter what I'm going through now I'm going to still flourish you will still flourish whether there is money there's no money you will still flourish the, the roots of the palm tree can go very far to search for water hallelujah when trees grow to a certain level most often you can't transplant them because some of them have the tap root system where the root just go only downwards but this one its root spreads it can, you can see a palm tree here and its roots are farther looking for water to draw. Glory to God. It's a plant that is unmovable and unshakable. And that is what God says. He said you shall be unmovable and unshakable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Steadfast and strong. Any Christian who is not steadfast and strong is not a flourishing Christian. Every little thing moves them if they don't have money then God is not good if they have money then God is good if things go wrong God is not good if things go right then God is good the way they talk about God determines what is happening in their life at the time God is good all the time and all the time so say I'm, I'm the righteous and I'm flourishing always like the palm tree. Clap your hands and shall glory to God. And he said, he shall grow. You see, the palm tree talk about flourish. Then the cedars. he said, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Because there are different kinds of cedars. Some of these cedars can grow really tall. Tall cedars. It means that you stand out you keep going and going and going and going glory to god not coming down give me isaiah chapter 2. isaiah chapter 2 verse 13. verse 12. okay 13. And upon all the cedars of Lebanon that are high and lifted up, and upon all the oaks of Bashan. He said, These cedars, they are high and they are lifted up. Glory to God. It means that you will grow so high and you will always be lifted up. That is the life of the righteous. The life of the righteous is supposed to go only high, you are not supposed to come down. You go higher and higher and higher and higher yeah. because you are growing. It's called growth. Okay. So he said, the, the righteous shall be shall flourish like the palm tree, okay. meaning they'll be tough. Right. Nothing will move them. Yeah. And they will also grow very high yeah. like the cedars of Lebanon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It means that if you are in the house of God, know that you are in the right place. Yes. Give me Psalm 92 again. You can never go wrong in the house of God. I see people sometimes say they went to church and after doing this and this, they got hurt. And church, I say they don't understand church. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree and he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. 13 Those that be planted. If you are a palm tree, be planted in the house of God. If you are a cedar, be planted in the house of God. Because that is where you will grow tall. That is where you will flourish. He said, The the house of the Lord and shall flourish in the courts of our God. You can never belittle the house of God. He said, The righteous is the one that is planted. Some people are not planted, they are just always being transplanted. Today they are here, tomorrow they are. He said, The one that is planted, you are supposed to be in the house. You are planted in the house of God. Can I get a very big amen? Yeah. You see, only to be poor listening. Yeah. Clap your hands and shout glory to God. Yeah. They are planted in the house of God and they shall grow. Planted. Planted. You will flourish in the house of God. If you are born again, your source is God. And when God is your source, he puts you in a house. That is why most of you, your flourishing is connected to the Macarios. How planted are you in the house of God? If you are planted in the house of God and you are taking whatever we are doing here seriously, you'll see how you flourish. You'll flourish in your business. You'll flourish in your marriage. You'll flourish in every little aspect of your life. And nothing will be able to pull you down. Clap your hands and shout glory to God shake somebody and say, may nothing bring you down. Shake him again and say, hey, hey. May nothing bring you down. So you must have that mindset that I'm flourishing in the house of God. So when you understand this, how would you take the house of God for granted? How is that Sunday you sleep at home and decide not to go to church? How? Because you don't understand that your flourishing is connected. One day I saw a big dolphin that was washed out by a shore and it was struggling, almost looked like it was dead. When the fishermen pulled it and just put it into the sea, shoo, life came back, swimming and moving because that is the environment. Hallelujah. As a Christian, your environment for flourishing is not out there, your environment for flourishing is in the house of God. He is that whose root is rooted in the house will receive nourishment from the house so that when the wings of the world blow, you will still be standing. You'll be standing like the palm tree. You are not shakeable. You are not movable. You will not wither. All the days you continue to flourish. Let's go look at that. 13. And they shall still bring forth fruit in their old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Even at 90, you still be flourishing. 120, you still be flourishing. What makes men relevant is not what they do out there. What makes you relevant is what you do in the house of God. God is the one that knows how to make men and women relevant. People expire. People gather glory today. They are no men. The glories expire. It leaves them but when you are in the house of god god will let you keep flourishing and flourishing even 1900 you are still flourishing i'm not the one saying it is scripture if you believe the bible then let your amen be louder they shall still bring forth fruit in your old age you still be bringing forth fruit. we have many examples Examples like Abraham. Yeah. Examples like David. Yeah. Examples like Joseph. So many complex examples. Even in their old age, they were still bringing for food. They were not the ones waiting for their children to come and help them. They were still giving out. May that become our life. Give somebody a hand for us and say, learn to be rooted in the house of God. Shake him and say, hey. Be rooted in the house of God. But you see, if you want to be rooted in the house of God, then you are not the ones that will speak against the house of God. The Bible talks about those who oppose themselves. So where you're receiving nourishment, you oppose it. How does your nourishment come? So one mindset, I don't oppose myself. I don't oppose myself. Where I receive nourishment, I protect. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because when you protect where you get your nourishment, you see that nourishment still comes to you. And the more you are nourished, the more you grow. The more you grow, the more strength you have to overcome the enemy, the evil one. Because the evil one will surely come. Oh, he will surely come. But when he comes, you have grown so tall. When he comes, you are still flourishing. You shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water; you shall not wither. Amen. It means that withering is not supposed to be part of our life. As a Christian, it means that you are not supposed to have shortage of money. I like the praise of the Lord. There, someone say, hey, "How can that be? Your account can be zero, but God will still bring you money." Amen. That is what we are looking at. Most of you. Are saving and I'm not saying you didn't save. You are living like you are not a Christian. You are saving, saving, saving. This in the Bible. Some guy saved till he died. The day he said that, now look at what I have. And God spoke from heaven and said, "You fool! Today your soul will be taken from you." Some of you are saving this our country, and you are having haircuts. That should tell you something that our trust cannot be in the world system. Right. Our trust must be in the church, yeah. in the body of Christ, yeah. and in the kingdom of God. Yeah. But all the world does do is to make sure that they belittle the house of God. Someone say, you eh, are giving money. The pastor is telling you that you are laying up, uh, what? Treasures in heaven. And the pastor is driving a big car. And look at you, you are walking. All those things, they are nonsense. They are stupidity. Because why should the pastor walk? If you are walking, is it the pastor's fault? That is why the pastor who is teaching you that is applying the principles of the word. Okay. He's doing the word. All right. Because I know pastors, if you don't do the word, they will not get the results. Yeah. And people have to know that it's not every pastor that is rich. Yeah. Only few pastors are rich. 80% of pastors are struggling. They don't have money. Some of them are calling people, they are not supposed to call mommy, they are calling them mommy. Hey. 18 years old, because the 18 year old will put 100 grand in He said, Mommy, thank you. Hey. Mommy, 18 years. He's the mother of the church. Hey. church mother. <laughs> Clap your hands for God. Church so when they say that you sample, do you know how many pastors are there in the world? Only few. Only few make it because you're supposed to apply. The principles of the word of God. If the pastor does not pay his tithe, he does not so see he himself will not be blessed. It is a principle. God will not exempt him from it. So anyone who is a doer of the word of God will receive the results of the word of God. Yeah. Can I get a very big amen? Yeah. Tell, tell somebody, do the word. Do the word. Yeah. Tell him, don't be, just a hearer. don't be just a hearer. Be a doer of the word of God. Of word. And I see some of you, you are doing the word of yeah. God. Oh, see, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I can't hear you doing the word, and when you get to do the word of God, you are engaging God in spiritual activity. If God said we should pray, we pray. Hallelujah. If you do not neglect the assemblings of ourselves, we don't neglect the assembling of the brethren, we make sure that we are in church because it's a big deal, it's part. Of our work with God, so he said that the righteous, even they shall still bring forth fruit in their like this one because old age, I fear old age. Most young people don't fear old age because they think they'll be young forever. Old age without money is the most miserable time in every man's life. But you, your old age, you have money. I think that these people they didn't believe. Will be a 90 year old rich man, Amen. 80 year old rich woman Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. If all you are fighting in this world is for money, money will make you look like a fool because at the end of the journey, you realize that you have used all your useful time to just work for money, energy, money, money. You build a house. I'm beginning to learn a whole lot of vanity in this world. Do you know that if God gave you eight-bedroom house now, now you'll be happy? Build a house big, you live in it. Paul you'll be snapping it all around the place. Your kitchen, everywhere, beautiful. Your children will grow and they'll leave the house. They even don't want to stay in your house. When they all leave, it will be just between you and your wife. Your wife may even die. You too, you may die before her. Because old age, what you're waiting is to die. Yeah. Ah. You may die before you. You may die before... What will you be doing in that house? That is when you see the vanity of the house. Uh-huh. When you wake up in the morning, you are looking at the house. And now, if you win, you the know, die. You don't know what to do. You don't, you don't even know what to do. With it. I'm not saying don't build a big house. I'm saying that one day you will leave it. So you should build for a purpose. Maybe you're living it as an inheritance for your children because you can't enjoy it forever. After that, it will leave you. Because you're, the, a lot of things just do die in your eyes when you get to a certain level. After you get to a certain age, some cars that you really find, they don't really move you again. Many things don't move you in life anymore. So if all you did was that you push all everything on the agenda of making money, What else? Ask somebody what else again. That is why this money admonish you. Put your energy in the house of God. It pays here and it pays in eternity. You will never lose. It's it's an investment that you never lose. Those who invest in the house of God, they never lose. If you are an investor in the house of God, clap your hands and shout glory to God people cannot share because they are no investors. Shall they say I'm an investor in the, God, yes, I'm in the house of God? And I don't lose. Can the amen be louder? Yes. May you not lose. Yes. Hey, may you not lose. Yes. May all the days of that. Uh, some of you, I see 90 years, you still be serving in the house of God. Yes, yes 90, 90 year old. You are still ushering in church. Yes. You are still leading prayer. Yes. You are serving on a board. Yes. You are doing something for God. Because that is where your relevance is. Say so that day that ten minutes to righteous, they shall be like the stars. Hollywood stars will come and go. Kumawood stars will come and go. Nollywood, Bollywood, even Gollywood, they will come and go. But there are stars that will shine forever. Daniel talks about it in Daniel chapter 12. He said, we shall shine. Even in heaven, your stars will continue to be shining. So we are looking for the stars. You and I, we are the real stars. Amen. Hey. Amen. Shake somebody and say, you are a star. Right? Right. Ah, it. Right. And you are a star. You continue to bright. That is why you must join the many that are bringing people to church. The many that are doing something in the house of God. Because you are the stars of God that God is counting on. Right. Many stars have come. Many stars will go by the star that will shine forever they are you and i yeah. we're still talking about abraham and we'll still continue to talk about abraham even after the end of this world okay. any righteous man that dies will definitely have to pass through abraham's bosom okay. what a life yeah. but me are many men princes of this world that after that it is gone the house of god is a big deal yeah. tell the guy by you He's, he doesn't know it you are just saying nice say the house of God. Tell him that it's a very big deal. Yes. So don't be the guy that will come to church and look like you're a big man. God doesn't care about your big manism. He doesn't even look at it. Don't come to church and pocket and your power be sad. Some the way you can talk outside. God God despises your life. Anybody who can watch football and shout, and cannot shout in the house of God, God despises your life, because you you you, you believe in a ladder ball okay, ladder, ladder. more than the thing that is giving you eternal life. Ah. Some of you, when they are playing the ball, you're like Ronald, is- your leg is moving. I'm teaching you are not moving. Ah. You are why, why you are like this. Why is the word of God not moving you? Okay. Shake the ass in you. When you come to church, you have lost your joy. Let me show you a scripture. Oh, Jesus. Joel chapter 1, verse 12. Joel 1, verse 12. The vine is dried up and the fig tree, he's talking about the trees, you know, we'll do a vine Sunday, we'll do a fig Sunday. These are very important trees. He said the vine is dried up and the fig tree languishes. He says, just spoke to a fig tree and the fig tree is withered. The palm tree also, even the palm tree also. The apple tree, even the trees of the field are withered. Continue Joy is withered away from the sons of men. You will start withdrawing when your joy goes down. You are no more excited about the things of God. How you walk to prayer meeting is so some way. How you even wake up Sunday morning not excited that you are going to the house of God. He said joy has withered from the sons of men. And this is causing them to languish. This is causing them to dry up. This is causing your business to wither. This is causing you withering. And if you don't want to wither, you will spring forth joy from your hearts. Oh, can the hallelujah and the amen be louder? Joyful people, can I get a very big amen? They do not wither. We flourish every time. Because joy is not looking at the circumstance. Joy is looking at what God has done and what God can do. Can the amen be louder? So when I look at what God has done and what God can do, I will not lose my joy. I will always be excited. Oh, the excitement will be inside me. When I got to shout, I shout. When I have to dance, I dance. Can the amen be louder? Shake somebody and say, hey, let the joy of the Lord spring forth in your heart so that you do not wither any Christian that is not excited about God will be destroyed by the enemy or his strength is gone he's excited by other things but not God no 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 joy even when they are praying we don't don't pray with excitement we only pray in fear because we feel like the devil is coming to do something so you, you wake up and go and pray what if you don't do anything you see every time the devil is doing something sometimes the devil is not doing anything sometimes you get tired The Bible says he's moving to and fro. He has left you for a while. So when he has left you, allow your joy to spring forth. Can the amen be louder? Hear me hear a shout of praise in the building. Shout glory, 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 glory. Shout glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. There are are some kinds of people that God wants to raise in their house. God is always looking for no, what, number one, what would I call the faithfuls. Okay. The faithfuls. Port, uh, Porto Timothy, what I have taught you, committed to the faithful brethren. If somebody is not faithful, we cannot commit work of ministry into their hands. Because the things that you must do in the house of God, it's only faithful people that can do it. Yes, Sometimes we give work to people who are not faithful. And they complain. They like to do it, but they are not faithful. Paul told Timothy, if you are looking for people to do things in the house of God, what I have taught you, commit it to faithful brethren. God is calling on some faithful people. So that some things can be handed to you in the house of God. Can the amen be louder? May you be found faithful when something in the house of God is given to you to do. Oh, your amen looks. Yeah. Say, I'm part of the faithful. Part of the faith. Say it again. Part of the Say it again. Number two, God is looking for the publishers. He said, The Lord gave the word, and great is the company of those that publish it outside. Hallelujah. God is looking for people who can put things out there. These are the guys that will speak about the church, speak well of the things of God, give out their testimony, then they can draw many into the house of God. God said that those who are lukewarm, I'll spew them out of my mouth. Read the book of Revelation. If you are here, you are here. If you are not here too, you are not here. Don't be like, I'm, I'm there and I'm not there. And this leads are to the people we call the Defenders. They are those who defend the house of God. And they defend the house of God not because the house of God is right. They defend the house of God because the house of God must always be there for people to be blessed. Oh, I don't get the amen. Those are the people, if you speak anything bad about the church, they also come against you. If you post, they will post. If you say it, they will say it. And every church needs some kind of people. Because sometimes people say too many crazy things. And when we leave them, they grow horns. Okay. And there are some people that might match them boot for boot. Because if they don't do that, they can weaken the house of God. Right. And many people will not be blessed. Yes, and God is raising defenders. be? They will wear you out. Now, let me show you the importance of these things. We are in a spiritual battle. Now in 2003, All right. Pastor Chris Oyakhilome was under pressure uh-huh. because many said his miracles were fake because some people didn't like the miracles. Yeah. You think everybody likes that we are healing people? No. You think everybody's happy that we are delivering people? No. no, they wanted to bring down Christ's embassy. All they were doing was praying. Uh-huh. Someone said, Oh, leave them to God. It's not everything you want to do, there are battles you must fight. He said, leave them to God, leave them to God, leave them to God, leave them to God. God." One day he woke up and and said, don't leave them. They'll bring down your ministry. Look at the way Christ has blessed people all around the world. If they have kept quiet in 2003, so some of the people rose up. If you post, they'll post. Paul, the apostle, came to church. He said, look at you people. Um, I don't know. I'm torn between two. Paul reached a point where he was torn between two. Should I stay or should I go? He was not joking. Because the torment was too much. He said, Should I stay or I should go? He said, But for your sake, yes. I will stay. If I stay in the Macarius, it's for your sake. Yay! It's not for my sake. Oh, clap your hands. Some people don't believe that it's for their sake, they don't, they don't believe it.